I was enraged that I had tears in my eyes and I couldn't even look at my friends, but I can feel eyes on me. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Throwing Tantrums, or this might actually be on my Move Group Grow podcast. I have just way too many podcasts nowadays. I don't know. I just want to like cross share everything. So uh, today is a solo episode, another solo episode uh, featuring one of our talented dancers, Rosie Avocado. Uh, she's one of the younger dancers, the ones that call us boomers when we're millennials, self-deprecating millennials. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> um, yeah, she. Uh, I'm going to pass the ball to her. If it's your first time hopping on to this podcast, I don't know what episode this is, but this is Throwing Tantrums, the official podcast of Temper Tantrums. We are an LA-based hip-hop entertainment company. We are in. We're still doing our best to entertain you guys despite everything that's happening right now, whether it's COVID uh, or racism or, you know, we, we're just trying to use our talents to uplift the people. That's what we're trying here to do. And But since we're not moving right now, we're using our voice. So with that, I want to introduce to you guys Rosie. Hey, what up, everybody? My name is Rosie Alvarado or Rosie Avocado. As my IG blood or blood. Sonic as what well. Sonic. <laughs> yeah, one of the we connected when we found out we were huge Sonic nerds. Dude, that was a moment. Of like, <laughs> wow, we it's could like, be friends. It's it's <laughs> it's very rare to find other Sonic fans. In yeah. my opinion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very rare, especially like if they don't know like like the old OG Sonic games. It's like oh yeah, my gosh. yeah. That was Sonic was my preference over Mario because Sonic was. The badass versus Mario's like dude leg like, pipes. <laughs> with, when they when they, they when they first uh, got out like Sonic and Mario Olympics, I was like, bro. Oh, Sonic! I've, I've never played it. I do. I when I play Smash Brothers, I play as Sonic. Like I play, Sonic I, play, I, play as, I played as Star Fox first because he's like in Smash Brothers in sixty four and mm-hmm. Nintendo sixty four. Like he was the fastest guy, and Sonic yeah. came in. And, then, and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, everything <laughs> changes. <laughs> yeah, so a uh, little bit about you, like your, who are you currently dancing with? Like, I, Sorry, I interrupted your intro. Like, it's okay. <laughs> um, I currently and have been dancing with a versatile dance company. Um, yeah, based, based on North Hollywood area. Yeah, North Hollywood Evolution Studios. I've been with them for about four to five years now coming up. Uh, Shouts out to Miss Funk and Breeze Lee. Yeah, for sure. They're holding it down. Even yeah. with this quarantine, they're holding it down with all these classes and conversations that they're having. Yeah, the first time oh. I saw them was in a jam in Alhambra at a studio called JV. Yeah? So, yeah, way back. Yeah. I, I didn't battle. It was, a, I don't know, I think it was just a popping battle, so mm-hmm. I wasn't, oh. I, was, I break, so like. So is there to watch? Emeroy popping. Just, oh, oh I, my original style. I started off as popping. Really? Yeah. I. Uh, but it was then. It was right after you got surf came out, two thousand four. And but me and my friends, we didn't know history. We just saw it was on TV. It was like, oh yeah, Omarion. Yeah, pop yeah. lock. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. My first battle was in the back of a record store. Um, with where there is there is car stereos. It was when Virgin Record Store was still around, 
Uh, and then my first battle, this was when Crump was first coming out. Uh, and it was big shirts, and th- it was like the band is and it, it, yeah, it's it's it was like the early stages of Crump. Uh, so my first battle is uh, me and the, some of the original founders of Fanbase versus some random guys that the Crumpers from my high school, and we oh, ba- we set it up in the back of this record store. The employees didn't do shit. We just <laughs> put some music. We had like fucking random like vibe routines you know like how a lot of the like the the battles happen now if it's a duo like they just vibe off each other yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't like back then i don't think it was that much of a thing unless it was a commando or, or mm-hmm. a set routine but we were just vibing off each other and we psyched them out that's so, so dope and see then, that's you gotta love this like on the spot like like scenarios like yeah, just happen that was like one of my that was actually my first ever like battle because i was like you got served like oh man i want i want to battle too man. Like, oh like, my gosh i'm in this there's like there's a new yeah because i was like it was a i was in the choreo world for a while like first so i was like there's this exists and then battles exist <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> it's a it's like a a new world and then because of that the whole you got served thing and even going through like step up like and throughout high yeah. school I battled like the, me, and my friends, and that same group. We always ended up battling at mm-hmm. different parts of the school, but the assistant principal and everyone always thought it was a legit fight. Oh my to the God. point that they banned battling from my school. Legit? Yeah, they're like, there will be no battle dancing on this campus <laughs> <laughs> because they always thought it was a fight. Like zakiers would be like, hey, 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 what are you doing here? And we're like, we're dancing. Dancing. We're battling. We're battling. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Who else are you dancing with? <laughs> These tangents. See, this. I told These you this tangents. like or- organic it's stuff like, happens. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I also dance with Tamper Tantrum. Wow. Here Ooh, we are. Yay. Uh, I, I'm I, like very new, new, like very new, new to Tamper Tantrum. I mean, because the- it wasn't like. I never like performed with you guys before. Yeah, like I invited you a couple times to the project, but you were always like, "No, I'm too good for you guys." So, you know, I'm right. <laughs> some of us got things to do, and distance is pretty far. Oh uh, yeah. So, no, like, it's uh, also because like your rehearsals are very like different, like or conflicting. Because I had rehearsals and stuff like that. Yeah, like that's a common thing. So, um, with especially with Liz, like those of you guys who know Liz, mm-hmm. she's one of our. Mutual friends, amazing choreographer. Don't follow her. Don't follow her. She's a bitch, but follow her because she's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I started like modifying my rehearsal times. Right after my rehearsal, we would go to her rehearsal because like half the people yeah. in Temper Tantrum are in her stuff now. So like we're okay. sharing dancers. Who else uh, did you dance with? Uh, actually, let's actually bring it back from the beginning because I want to know a little bit more of your origin story. Like oh. how how you got into dance? Like how old were you? Uh, and uh, how did you know you wanted to go beyond just a hobby? Mm, okay. Well, I mean, like how I first started with dance, it just kind of happened like very fluid. Like coming from my background and heritage and culture and like an Hispanic family, you always have dance. You know, you're always like exposed to that. Yeah. You know? And as a child, um, I was very, very like that one kid that just wanted to do everything. I was like, oh, karate, I'm going to do that. Dance, <laughs> I'm going to do that. Cooking, I'm going to do that. Like, 
because I was very involved with after school programs and I've always been enrolled in after school programs since That's cool. K through 12. Like I was always like in it. I don't know. Cause I was that kid, like I want to stay in school. I don't want to go home, man. Did you? Were, were you a nerd? Were you like a like you loved school? Oh, I like, did. I, I would purposely go to summer school just so I can just have fun at school. <laughs> was was it because you enjoyed? Wow, you're fucking weird. <laughs> was Dang. it? Be, was it because what your friends or what? Just an overall really great environment. I just loved school. I just loved going to school. I don't, um, cause back in like in back in those days, <laughs> <laughs> back in those days. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to stop myself. I was like, oh, I don't like saying that. But like growing up in after school programs, like from my experience from them, they were just so like involved and very like. I feel like they had more funds, honestly. I really feel like they had more funds because, like, they had, like, very, like, snack time was, like, delicious. Unlike, <laughs> like, it was good. It was, like, real food. And it's, like, they always had these activities for us throughout the week. And it was very, like, if you want to do this, you can just do it. If you want to do arts and crafts, you can do that. You know, if you haven't done your homework, then you got to do that first. Yeah. But, like... I mean, that's what I, I like about... I mean, I'm noticing that since I was in culture shock, the common thing I heard about after school programs was that they would always, they would be cutting funding, like, like which is why culture yeah. shock program existed. And, uh, and then again, hearing it more recently throughout the years, schools getting affected by funds being cut. But mm-hmm. I do like after school programs because it's, it's definitely helped uh, my son out, Jordan, in regards to uh, not like for for his own social development because it's like one mm-hmm. thing that he loves hanging out with me and Steph, his mom yeah. but it's one thing but he he's gotten a lot more confident one of the programs he's in is <clears throat> he like he loves drama so he's gotten super like his level of confidence was like he was like soft-spoken if you watch the old videos mm-hmm. of my vlogs like he was soft-spoken now he's like loud and yeah. kind of like a lot more of what you saw see in the streams so, like he's very social and when he's on this he's very different on the streams on the streams he is like wild and, and when we're not streaming he's like hey dad let's play this chill. game yeah chill. <laughs> I like, why are you acting different i know i i like I, I think i said that one time in the stream like who are you right now <laughs> what happened so uh how old are you when you started dancing uh my earliest memory it's probably third grade. Oh, sick. Then. We had a little after-school dance team that was unofficial, but it was official. I don't know. Mm. But we would do those little performances and stuff like that. <laughs> and, um, but it was never serious, you know, because, again, I was, like, I was just that kid that just wanted to do everything. Mm-hmm. And whenever I felt like doing it, like, I feel like dancing this week, and then the next week I feel like playing soccer. I was very heavily into soccer as a oh. child. So, like, that's why when we had this little team, they actually had me as their captain. And I was like, no, because I want to play soccer. <laughs> wow. So it was not serious to me. I just had very many interests, and I still do. But, like, as a child, was just, I would act on it. Coming middle school, I still had these dance classes and, like, acting classes and all that stuff. 
still never were serious. I was just doing them because I mean, why not? That's good. Yeah, like it's good that you got to like taste a whole bunch of different things at a young age. Yeah, it was very like dope. But I will say, like, I feel like the spark of probably going or having a little bit more interest in dance was my coach, JP John Paul. Shout out to him. He was like, like the one really saying, like, you know, you should do that. You should do that more often. You know, or you should try doing this more often. And like, I never really had anyone tell me like, you know, you should, you should keep going. You're gonna have adults that say like, oh, you did good or whatever it is. But I never had an adult tell me like, you should do that more often, or you should try mm. that more. Yeah. Like the encouragement, like uh, the, mm-hmm. the praise versus encouragement. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. That was like the first time hearing it from him too. Because I know how heavily he was in acting and dance and all that stuff. And I still have him in contact to these days. And we're always talking and stuff like that. So just dabbling in dance at that point And then coming high school, this is where it starts turning. Mm-hmm. Because we had the option of either taking PE or dance. And I was <laughs> like, FPE, I'm going to dance. Like, I don't want to run and do all that stuff. Do a mile do a mile every time so i was like no i'm just gonna dance that's easy so that's when i met my lovely amazing high school dance teacher miss pino laura pino she's the one that she was that teacher that really loved her job like she really loved teaching and she really loved supporting her students that woman has done so much for me it wasn't for her i probably wouldn't be dancing right now wow yeah so um, freshman year, I did dance class, and then coming my sophomore year, I still did the dance class. Junior year, I, I auditioned for the dance team. Mm-hmm. And then the next year after that, I was head captain of the dance team for my senior year. Nice. And, but throughout that time, like those four years, just talking to Ms. Pino, she was always like, you should, you should really look into like teens or schools that do dance stuff and I'll help you. And she actually did. She wrote cover letters for me. She worked. Wow. She helped me with the audition process and everything. Like I actually, um, I, and I tried enrolling in AMDA and actually made it. And what's, I actually, what's AMDA? AMDA. Yeah. Um, um, the American uh, musical arts Academy, something like that. It's it based off, uh, LA, oh. um, right next to Capitol records. Uh, they have one in LA and I have one in New York. Oh wow, it's a performing arts it's, yeah. college and conservative. Oh wow, I've never heard of this. Yeah, but basically you have artists like um, I think Anthony Ramos came from there. Uh, Jason Derulo is another what? one. Yeah, and I actually made it. I actually got enrolled. They accepted me, but because it was so dang expensive, I was oh, like, I can't, damn. can't do that. But yeah. like. Miss Pena was still like, you shouldn't stop dancing either way, yeah. you know. But graduation comes in, and mind you, the whole time being in dance team and all that stuff, I was doing small trainings of ballet and lyrical and all that stuff. But we never really had training in hip hop. Ah. We never really had that, you know. Yeah. Um, the school never funded our dance program, so mm. my teacher would you pay out of her pocket for costumes. She would actually sew each and every one of our costumes for every piece that we had. Wow. There's like 30 of us on that team. Damn. So the whole time you would always see her with her little sewing machine, just doing it. And then we would help her out if we had the time, whatever it is. But she always wanted us to like go and practice. 
Yeah. But she would be the one to sew and stuff. What high school is this? Reseda High School. Ah, Reseda High yeah. School. Now it's a charter, so now they have money. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 I mean, they're good. Schools just need to have proper funding. Yeah. Because it's... So, yeah, but it was tough on her because the administration just were trying, they're actually trying to, to take down the dance program. They're legit actually trying. For no reason, I don't know why. But, um, yeah, she fought tooth and nail for us. Like, she would even have to, like, freaking sneak us in the room during summer because they didn't want us to have summer practice, but all the other teams could have summer practices. So she was like, nah. She made, she kind of made a pact with other teachers, be like, hey, okay, let me borrow the key, just pick a friend, I'll come back. I'm like, yeah. Man. Yeah. Respect, man. She, she, yeah. she fought. Like, Did, so... Yeah, I mean, that's what's frustrating is, like, people, I feel like much of our current society, it just feels like it, this is just my perspective, is that they very they very much undervalue the arts mm-hmm. and the positive effect that it has on the youth because they think, you know, they value IQ so yeah. much, academics and all that stuff. And it's like, but we need to have the balance of the creativity because, you know, left brain, right brain, that whole kind of thing. Like, and I, I did a podcast with students I used to coach when they were in high school. They're adults now. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. The, no, I, well, one of them was 13 when I was coaching them. She's like 23 now. And then oh they, and, but they're both, yeah, it's a trip. Like, um, but <laughs> we made a joke that maybe their involvement with the arts is what drives them to more of the traditional job, like scientists, the kids that I was the interviewed the former dancers they're both scientists now mm. wow. <laughs> wow so it's like their involvement with the arts in their teen years they too much of it mm, time too to go much of it. <laughs> that's too much of it Cut but it out. The, but they they definitely don't deny the fact that or the environment that dance had in their life of like being in a community working hard together the importance of hard work um you know uh persevering all this other lessons that they took throughout mm. their life you know while i was cor- corrupting them so <laughs> <laughs> good good old teacher emily <laughs> no yeah no I, they they told me that i was uh i forgot they i used to do some insane workouts that would like kill them like yes like, <laughs> same with my students <laughs> yeah because i because i was you know i the mentality is like it make it hard here so it's easier when you're on stage They're, yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> we're Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> All right. So, like, when there. did you just when did you discover hip hop? Um. So, it was started out with the choreography scene again in high school, whatever. Um, and then after graduating, I actually stopped dancing for a year, just because I had to now figure out where I was going to go. I was going to go to CSUN after graduating, but I missed the deadline, so I had to go to Pierce first mm. and take some classes there. Uh, so dancing, I rarely danced during that year. And it wasn't until my teacher, my high school teacher, texted me saying, hey, do you remember Versus Doll? And I was like, yeah, that one group that performed that one day. She was like, yeah, they have a little junior team, and you're of age, so I think you should check it out and audition it's a week-long audition process intensively wow but she was like i think she was like i think you should do it and i was like 
Cool. Now, the only reason I went is because I was bored. <laughs> I, I was bored. I, I wasn't it. dancing, so I was like, a week? I can dance for a week. Cool. It's been a while. So me and my couple of friends uh, went for that week, and that's when I had a huge wake-up call of my stamina and my endurance, because none of it was there. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. Again, like I was just auditioning just for the heck of it. Like, yeah. I didn't, I was not, the goal wasn't to make it. I didn't really care. Like, that was my mentality that year. And then fast forward, I did make it and I was like, oh, okay. And then they had the contract and they're like, okay, you guys just can meet up every Friday and Sundays, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. That's fine, whatever. But again, like as I was doing these rehearsals, it was different. And I didn't take it seriously until like the third week. Like I had that thought in my mind saying, huh, I think this company is serious about what they do. <laughs> that, <laughs> like that legit. Cause I, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we're still here. We're still sweating a lot. And just the training and all the things that they are teaching us. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a whole, whole thing about this. And then what I really got into it was when I went to my first battle event with the Great Winators. Shout, shout out to the Great Winators. Mm. I went to the, the family affair that they had. And I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, it's even better than you got served. Like, oh <laughs> the battle gosh. scene. The battle scene. And I, and I was just, Those events oh are fucking live, man. I, love, I miss jams, man. Dude, and that's when I, from then on, that's when I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep doing it you know and then like jackie and lee they would always say like you can make a living off of dance like you can do it it's not impossible and they always like encourage that and oh my gosh let me re let me rewind okay this is this is important <laughs> okay. this is important okay okay i'll go back to uh, jackie and lee for a second but back to high school my senior year the head counselor in front of my senior class, most of them, mm -hmm. said, because she, she, she saw that I was enrolling into AMDA at yeah. that time, uh. the performing arts school, and she said, well, you're not going to do anything with dance. You're not going to do nothing with dance. You can't do anything with it. In front of everybody. And then she legit said, come to my office so we can fix it so you can go to the CSUN or something. And I was like, but I was enraged that I had tears in my eyes and I couldn't even look at my friends but I can feel eyes on me and I was like this Wait, lady legit told me that I can't do anything with dance <laughs> she legit a head counselor told me that and uh, you know it's ironic the whole adult adult saying like you can be anything chase your dreams follow your passion as long as it's realistic as long as, long as it's realistic <laughs> as long as it fits the path like did, wait, who, who was in front of your entire senior class yeah because we had to we had to gather in this small hallway just because we had a we were doing some like signing stuff i don't know what we were doing i think we were getting ready for a test or something and i don't know but it required us to put the school code on the paper and she was just making sure we all had the the right school code and she came to me she said that and I was like, you could have just told me this, like, in private. Like, yeah, that's a, <laughs> like, that's, private. that's how she you lose respect of everybody. Party, yeah. I know. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So that's when my whole mindset changed. And that's like that whole year of not dancing. 
it was just like I didn't care anymore, and that's why with the whole audition, uh, I didn't care. I didn't care whether I got in or not, so and I was just like, the, the the stories you're sharing right now are definitely showing like the impact adults can have on kids, mm-hmm. no matter the age. Like you had one adult encourage you, then another adult discourage you. Yeah, and I remember uh, there's a I forgot what the statistics were, but uh, kids, you know. Be living better lives, so to speak, if they have uh, supportive adult, whether it's their parents or mm-hmm. a mentor. So it's it's, it's wild. It's a big deal. Yeah, because they look up to us as like yeah. <laughs> though we don't have anything figured out, they do look up to us as guidance. Yeah. So for that's sure. why that's why I'm, that's yeah. why I always always tell you guys. Uh, college students to drop out yeah you always tell us to drop out man i feel it (laughs) thanks stop wasting your money take it from a a guy with a bachelor's degree (laughs) (laughs) you're like wow okay thank you for the support and encouragement oh but i i I, as much as i but (laughs) um i think i made it as a joke like drop out means graduate (laughs) ha ha (laughs) because <laughs> so, I think I think it was Rachel that graduated I think it was Deshaun and yeah. I, I, I commented I said you finally dropped out you finally dropped out <laughs> they're like oh that's what you meant <laughs> it's like reverse oh psychology gosh. so all the other dance experience you had was jazz and contempt training wise yeah training yeah. wise and in prior high school, to hip hop yeah we did the whole choreography thing that we thought was hip hop at the time you know that makes a lot of sense yeah 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 no, but yeah, being exposed to it in training form and foundation-wise was first stuff. I have a because I, I I have a weird belief theory or hypothesis that people who have traditional or classical training, mm-hmm. I'd say in the Western styles of like ballet, jazz, hip, uh, con- not hip hop, uh, contemporary. Yeah. Those the foundation of that translates super well to, to people who go to hip hop. Oh yeah, I've heard about that too. It's, it's like, like that's not to say like the people who are just doing hip hop solo and starting with it, they can't still be great. But like it's it's like I've just noticed that there's a there's a movement quality that jazz dancers have mm-hmm. that I don't know. I I, I I was watching your 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 shitty solo session on your story. Thank really. you. I'm just Thank kidding. you. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally didn't try. <laughs> no, but yeah, but no. Like, that, because I was watching it, like the body control was nasty. There's the there's a certain um like a movement quality that of of certainty, for lack of a better saying, that mm. feels great. The transition going to the floor was a little sketchy, yeah, but the fl- but the floor yes. but but the floor work and the the little beat hit was nasty. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I was like, that was transition. So. Yeah, as I, when you when you con- commented on it, I didn't see that until after. I was like, oh, the transition needs to work. Floor work yeah. concept is nasty. Body control is nasty. Um, the person sucks, but the dance Dang. is great. Yeah, so- <laughs> forget that. Uh, yeah, sucks. no, it was because when I watch the videos, like like anyone's videos, like, I, I get analytical. So yeah. that so I was so when you said uh, you did study jazz and contempt, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Why? There's a certain, I'd say, bigness or roundness with your movement or it your does, extension. Cause it helps a lot. Like, I noticed because I'm taking um, Randy's floorwork program. Shout out to Randy. Oh, she's Randy. beast. Ooh. Like, I don't know who she is, but I love her stuff. 
<laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. She, I don't know her. Per, I, I don't know her personally. Like, <laughs> I don't know her personally, but I've seen her work. It's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. She's insane, and like I noticed that there's there's some movement that she would have us do that other people will probably that just only did hip hop have trouble with, and people that have done like the modern stuff is a lot more fluid and more comfortable. Because in, in a sense, it's all connected, like all movements connected. And I feel like if you have that modern or jazz training background, like you understand a little bit more about weight shifting mm. and a little bit more of lines and angles and all that stuff. Yeah. So that just keeps it in perspective when you're going into like hip hop or even house or whatever style, like you have that understanding of it, like a yeah. lot more fluid. Yeah. That's why I think I love it when dancers like crossover in terms of like mm-hmm. the classical genres of dance and then there's the hip-hop styles of dance or even the house styles of dance because then the vocabulary extends and the movement and you start doing like freestyling or doing movement pulling little yeah. p- bits of information in, or inspiration to your freestyle so uh, so it was ver- the versus style one week uh audition was that your first time doing hip-hop like that style of hip-hop ever yeah and that week it wasn't just hip-hop but it was popping and it was locking uh i I can't remember i'm pretty sure they had house involved so it was just like it was these are long hours throughout the week like it would start from 11 a.m and end at 5 p.m this is and this is an audition this is an audition process wow i've never heard of a one that that's what blows me away i've never heard this a one-week audition yeah. before they say like it's an intensive week um but if we are interested in auditioning then we got to take the whole week and then we'll audition at the end oh it's kind of like just a tr- ju- just to like to see if you're dedicated like do you Makes really sense. want to audition like yeah, do you really want to for this mm. yeah so it mm. was just i would say three or four classes every day of different styles man i would love that that's fun dude insane and those are hot summers. Is it, is it, is it free or are these paid? What? Um, I think it should from my memory. It was it was fifty dollars for the whole week. Mm, so it's like cheap. a summer intensive, yeah. I compared to other cheap. ones, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've played. I paid like maybe hundred to to two hundred something for a weekend yeah. training. Mm-hmm. But those intensives like level you up, man. Yeah, sick. And you're just like, <gasps> yeah, <fuck. laughs> making me want to want to sign up because I. I haven't invested in my own dance training. I've just been doing solo training. But the, but the, the fact that you're saying it and now it's like bringing back memories of when I took intensives mm-hmm. and then my friends saying, those early fan biz days, uh, like my friends saying like, damn, your choreography got nasty. You got like just over a weekend. Mm-hmm. So See, it's, yeah. These intensive events, they bring something out of you. Like, yeah, you got like, no choice. <laughs> Yeah, it's like push. It's like you're learning from so many different uh, perspectives and the way to approach things. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, I'm gonna enroll into another one. And it's crazy because like if I was just coming in blank slate, I had no idea about any of this. I was just like, oh my gosh, so much knowledge. <laughs> knowledge. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> knowledge. Did you uh, so um. W- yeah, actually, we'll go with that. Like, what were the first styles you learned? And which one do you feel like you gravitate to the most? Ooh, I think the first styles I learned from my memory, I think it would have to be hip-hop and house because we would, I like, like at the same time, because we would 
half out the the day of our training. So our training days would be like what three hours. So the first hour would probably be like hip hop, and the second or second or third hour would be like house or something like that. So I feel like the the f- more focus was hip hop and house, mm. and then turned into locking, and then gradually turned into whacking, and then to crump, and then all this other stuff. But I feel like we predominantly in the beginning trained in hip hop and house, and so I gravitate more towards hip hop just because I don't know I just do <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it something you feel in the soul yeah, but yeah like I feel soul nobody can take it away from me <laughs> but yeah I would I would do I feel like I gravitate towards hip hop more just because like I the bounces and the like the bounces the rocks the rolls and waves I feel like they're like it makes sense to me in my body that I don't have to think about it and I just I just do because they always had a tendency of telling us you guys are forgetting the grooves you guys are forgetting the grooves and sometimes it would come like one by one to us and be like do it again because you're forgetting the grooves so mm. we can't move on until everybody does this whole round with grooves and all that stuff so mm. yeah so I feel like with that training of just grooves and just hardcore like just focus on it yeah. Like, it's, like, now within me, so now it's just now comfortable area. I'll never forget Yeah. that that foundation. So, and then I go into battles. That's my first style that I choose to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that I feel like many young, aspiring freestyle dancers are missing are the grooves mm-hmm. because it becomes what I call limmy. Like, they're just trying to, like, it's almost, yeah. like, very, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> some people make it work. But it, but then there's a certain jerkiness I see. Yeah. You it's can like a, you can tell. Yeah, because th- this whole midsection is like nothing's happening. And then I fe- I remember when I was first uh, when I was first introduced to house back in with Culture Shock or everything like the whole every different different style we were trained in. Like you got to you got here's the groove you need to understand for house for locking for her for popping for everything and i was like holy shit everything has a different kind of groove uh that i guess essentially gives it life yeah i forgot where i was going with that but because you just brought really just brought back memories of like the intense training that i also went with culture shock fucking six steps across the floor right i miss it (laughs) um yeah those across the floors man yeah like and then this is when memories yeah and I remember doing that with Fanbiz back in the day, like when I was mm-hmm. the the director of it. Like we would do locking training, we would do iron horses uh, or witchaways across the floors. Uh, we would do uh, we would do. <laughs> I could just imagine that. <laughs> yeah, dude, people had a hard time walking upstairs the following day. <laughs> so I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, the judges are like. For any hip hop dance competition, I don't know, like especially if you do a street style, they are super hard on it. That mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the reasons why I think some people. Uh, it's just a theory that competitive hip hop uh, crews or competitive co- companies stopped using it because it's judged harder because there's a technique that you know there's a there's a dancer doing locking and, there, and then there's a locker. So, mm. which is, which is, and you can tell, like, and one of my friends, Devin, who's one of the founders of a uh, crew back in the day called Six Step, 
S-I-C-K step. So they were one of the, like the, their pre, pre-Quest crew. Quest crew came out of six oh, step. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the, Devin, like whenever I saw him judge, and I'm like, fuck. And I, we have a locking section. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm expecting score sheets to be like, like we'd be like 80, 90. You're trash. And then fucking 60 or something from Devin. <laughs> like, I, I, but it's just because I know I get where he's coming from because I, I, I consider myself a locker and a B-boy and I'm like, I get it. You know, these dancers aren't exactly lockers. So I can see that why you're killing us for not having the groove properly, not having the technique properly. So I'm like, that's, I see why it's deducted so much. Have yeah. you ever been to a hip hop international? Hip hop international? Yeah. No. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. Okay. I've heard of both of these competitions that are the craze. Oh, <laughs> hip hop international. I don't know how people, other people view it, but when I was going, it was it's wild because it's like people. All, I mean, all over the world. It's almost like a freestyle sessions, but it, but people all over the world coming to battle, and I liked their judging system. Like yeah. one, I think eight judges. For just judging like musicality, spacing, like all the stuff you would hear in competitions. Like, but the, yeah. another four dedicated to like the style quality is a locking technique. That's good. Right? So that's, that's why, yeah, I liked it because it's all the competi- all the routines. I don't know how it is now, but you had to have at least a few of the styles in there. You had to wow. have locking. You had to have house. You had to have breaking. At least two. Like, and they would uh, they would give you a pass if it was two. At least two moves. <laughs> but. Wow. Yeah, that's why that's why I I, like I, I liked it. Like and, and a lot of it was a big event. Like I know uh, a lot of my friends who are very much in the underground community here, they would also battle there. So, yeah, it was mm. like yeah, it was a I it's love a battles. wild. <laughs> like I remember um like <laughs> it, it's I don't know. Maybe it's cuz the name that I put so much pressure on it, <laughs> but it, it was um Yeah, I would think that because like these competitions have these little battles going on, and I always, I'm always curious. Yeah. Like, and then battle? I was there. <laughs> uh, I think I was there when this was an early Lay Twins era, like before they got super big. And then I saw them, and then they were like people were there like, oh, that's Lay Twins. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's them. <laughs> like I, I let like, the, oh. I let these these stories kind of get intimidate me i think if i remember story correctly i don't know if this is a dream or not but i remember one of the late twins went before me in the showcase round and i was like fuck okay <laughs> like because okay. I, I was already nervous so i'm like can so, someone someone else go so i can <laughs> please somebody yeah, uh, that's one thing. Like when I, I notice when I'm like nervous in battles, I go way too fast. It's like, <sighs> like dude, what, what, for in regards to battles, I like what I, do you do anything to like help with the nervousness or like any of your your any of your battle experiences really? <laughs> um, I I'm always nervous. Always, all the time. Even now, and I know, like, even yeah, I even you should, you even should talk to talk to a yes. therapist. <laughs> Are you really nervous? Wow, 
no. Well, okay, I cool. you know, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, you're doing great. So, it's okay. it's <laughs> this is weird. Thanks. We're not talking shit to each other. That's all. <laughs> it's the yeah, most know, normal conversation we've like, had. It's okay. <laughs> but we never do this. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I'm during a battle, if I don't, no, I would say it's before. Whether or not I go first or not, I'm always pacing. I have to pace myself. Oh my god, I think I've noticed that. Because I have to, I have to focus. Like you see, like the videos of me, I'm pacing back and forth because I'm trying to get like I've noticed that. That's how I focus. Yeah, Yeah, I focus like that. I, for me, I've noticed in the battle. I one of the things I things I hate about jams is the waiting for your name to be called out because you're oh. hyped. He's like, "Yeah, my name can get called at any second. Two hours later, tired now. I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I hate that like it's, it's a like because I, I I normally try to stay warm by going into ciphers, keep the energy up. But then if it takes forever, it's like you get stuck just wanting to watch the battle." So yeah, like, like mad, mad, mad props to everyone who's able to like just keep the energy up in these battles, man. So it gets it's really like a not just a skill game; it's a mental game because it's a it's dealing with your energy throughout the day of like of just waiting the long periods or the mm-hmm. anticipation. So I, one of my favorite battles, I think I've, I've shared this before in some other podcasts, but it was called Cipher in the Hood, uh, called in New Jersey. One I've of my heard this one. it's um uh, where they uh it's no it's it's very organic there i think it was it's two cipher three ciphers one ciphers for whatever two ciphers for the battles you put in your names and you and then you just wait for your name to be called while while there's ciphers just happening throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing that was like the only time i ever went with my my ak almond joy so, that's your ak yeah what <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh, nicknamed to me. Uh, it was when uh, during a culture shock rehearsal on stage. Uh, I have a tendency to have like really goofy faces when I'm locking. And then one of my friends, uh, D girl, she's she was like Almond Joy Roy. And then my friend uh, George Durr, who's like one of the um, I forgot his his, his AK was, but he was he's big he was big in the locking community. He was like that's it. That's your AK <laughs> now, now and forever. That is your locking name. So, Almond Joy. Yeah. Wowie. So that Where was like that was the only that's the only yeah the Cipher in the Hood was the only time I went uh, as Almond Joy. I think I could be wrong um, because I was simply just too lazy to be like I didn't want to hear the MC go Emery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, Almond Joy is easy to remember. So they told me to. So when they called my name, they just told me, go to this cipher, go to this cipher. And you decipher and wait. And then your opponent comes out of nowhere. They call you out. It's like a cipher. It's like like a regular. I don't know if you've ever done cipher battles. You like It's just organic. Yeah, yeah. You just end up going just, into just it. Go. You're yeah. Like, oh, or do we this? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm just waiting. To, oh, yeah. This is sick. When it, like, I think one round before this other dude, I think he was wearing all black. He just came up to me. And I was like, this is my opponent, right? Like, no one's fucking confirming. Oh, this, this is my this is my opponent. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> oh my gosh and I, I, and I think I got uh, uh, this is pre Google uh, Maps pre Uber so it was Ooh, you're old so <laughs> so I I 
I think I got to semis for that, but I left because it was getting really late. And the place I was staying at was at New York. And this is in Jersey City. So I was like, I don't oh. want to fucking get lost. Yeah. 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 So I was like, <laughs> fuck. Like, I was like, for the longest time, like, should I stay? It's like, get 10 o'clock. Should I stay? <laughs> should I stay? Like, I've never, I don't know this neighborhood. I don't want, like, anything bad to happen to me. Start thinking paranoid. about the pros and the cons. Yeah, I was like, because I was, like, looking at my map quest directions, like, and I was like, what time does it close? Can I still, like, yeah. I, Can I, was, I make it? Yeah, I was, like, 21, first time, I was traveling by myself. First time in New York and New Jersey by myself, so I was like, I wasn't sure Weren't what. Were you scared? No. Well, yeah, I, well, yeah, that's why I was saying like, <laughs> should I? That part, yeah. yes. Like in, in like in another city where I wasn't kind of planning to be at, like, and not knowing because I didn't do any research on it, I was like, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> so, I was, so yeah, and I because wow. my impression of Jersey City when I got out was didn't look like a friendly neighborhood. To be out at late like at, yeah. Even though I think I looked the part, you know, hoodie, brown, and all that stuff. But I just deep down inside, deep, you deep hope down inside, I'm like, me. like I, I, I know, I, I probably look like, yeah. They called that out in my style of breaking. Uh, oh. Yeah, because a lot of them was very foundation. Uh, a lot of them fucking had their basic, I guess, foundational power moves, flare, head spins, all that stuff. Mills super clean. But at that time, the style of breaking that was popular within at least my familiar circle was more of the blow-up style. Um, so roll-back blow-ups, um, foundation, and creative ways of getting into freezes. So um, I did more of that versus, uh, versus what a lot of them were doing. So I don't know. I, I feel like because of the whole internet generation, this is... YouTube wasn't that big yet, so because now like everyone's style seems similar, but then there was like someone came up to me, he was like, "Yeah, you got that California style." I'm like, "What?" Oh, like I'm, I'm like, well, like, I thought it was just breaking. That's it. <laughs> and then you're just like, "Oh, oh," yeah. <laughs> you start thinking, "Oh my like, gosh. like do I really stand out right now?" <laughs> Is that a good thing? Is yeah, because <laughs> I mean that's one of the reasons I that, like grow. And I was I joined Breaking like 2005. That was when like I'd say like peak unique styles like style elements. Still one of my favorite crews to this day. B Boy Crumbs, Remind, super unique. And if you look, if you pull one, you put these three dancers together. You don't even you can tell who they are just by how they dance. So and then uh, there was a crew back in the day. I think they're called Cabbage Patch Crew. Cabbage Patch. So um, they were known for the circus style breaking yeah, which yeah. Is like, so yeah like they were that, so interesting so that's why i was like back then it was like so everyone was super different at least in this area like when, when i would go to the jams and they would be in the gyms i'm like like you can see the uniqueness so just like damn yeah <laughs> so it was nice to be acknowledged it was california style or west coast yeah. style i'm like huh. you're like wow you can tell i was like wow. oh i'm not from here <laughs> <laughs> not running. but yeah it was, it was cool and then um i liked that format of the battle because you're not waiting you're just at, you're just constantly actively dancing mm. so yeah i mean do you plan on doing uh the all these other bigger battle events like dancer red bull dancer style oh, i don't know about that <laughs> 
Um, cause me and maybe one day soon, but I wouldn't have any expectations. Mm. <laughs> I never actually, I never have any. Expectations. That's like the best way, cause <laughs> <laughs> no, cause like I go into prelims and I'm like, all right, we lost, we're not going through. Let's just have that in our mind. <laughs> We did our best, and then that's when I get shocked if they call my name. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? No, like, cause there's no there's no pressure at that point. Yeah, you're just like, ah, okay, yeah. Okay. What are your plans with dance? Like, do you planning on on going like a for going industry? Are you planning mm-hmm. on going like just professional battler and getting paid that way, or being an instructor? Um, that's the thing. I have no plan. <laughs> I have no plans of such. Uh, it's really here's the thing about with when it comes to like having goals with me. A lot of the time, the reason I like gone to first style or something like that, or the reason that like I met up with Liz and stuff like that and got to perform and all these opportunities. A lot of the times, it's just me going with the flow and Ooh. just winging it. Yeah, mm. so when I I will of course like I have these ideas of me like continuing to be like a dance teacher maybe for high school kind of like my my own high school teacher you know and teaching like high school students or teaching kids and um but I also have goals of like I want to perform on a big stage I don't know what that means but I like to perform like on a huge stage I don't know what but and then like like touring that that sounds cool to me too like every, like honestly like this is what I say about dance. Like, if you love dance, you love all of dance, you know, kind of thing. Like, if you say, like, if you love dance and have passion for it, you would learn more about it. And that's just kind of how I go about it with me because I love all, everything about dance. So I'm very curious of going into the industry industry side. I'm very curious of just staying in the community or underground side or, like, going to be a teacher or whatever that looks like. So, like, and it's kind of like how I am, how I was as a child being interested in so many things i just want to do everything Mm. you know and let it let it lead me to somewhere you know Mm. um so yeah no particular thought process of how to get to set goals but i'm just like let's just let's just go let's just go like Mm. and that's just kind of how like a lot of the things that i get into and a lot of opportunities that i've gotten is because i've I've had that mindset of like just let's just try it let's just do it like mm. yeah so, how old are you 22 about to turn 23 oh nice oh you're going into your jordan year wow it's, i don't know you, you, it's michael jordan yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. so yeah in case you know you're too young for that <laughs> uh, oh no i know it's okay it's okay <laughs> so um I, I think i've had this conversation with you already but not on the podcast like how did the whole lockdown coronavirus affect you with your dancing? Because mm. I know, because we had this conversation, but I kind of want to share it because I hope, I think where you were before and where you are now is really inspiring and I think people deserve to hear it. Yeah. So when this whole like thing let loose, the virus and the quarantine happened, it was like major life, lifestyle change for me because. I was so used to like this is my life pre virus. Yeah, pre virus. Pre I call, um, I say pre Rona. Pre Rona. Let's do that. Pre Rona. <laughs> um and I was going to school every day. Like I would have full schedule of school. Then 
I would either have a rehearsal for Versatile or a rehearsal for Liz or a rehearsal <laughs> for Kinesis or the season. Oh, show. yeah, that's yeah. right. Damn. For the show. And um, yeah, so it was either that or like I was always doing something. I was always dancing. You know, it was always classes, eat somewhere, find a way to eat, more classes. Find a way to <laughs> eat. Don't starve. <laughs> don't, don't starve. Remember to eat. Uh, rehearsal, it could be like a Liz rehearsal on a Wednesday or something, I don't know. And the next day, classes, a rehearsal for, for a show that we're doing for school. Then verse styles on Fridays and then Sundays, you know. So I was always dancing. I was always moving. Yeah. I would go to school like around, let's say, in the morning, nine in the morning. I would not come back to home until like one in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I hang out with friends at night because that's our only <laughs> free time. That's our only free time to really have a social life of some sort. Yeah, that that's, reminds me of much of my early, the, my early family's days. After rehearsal, just hang out. Hang out, because that's really like the only time you can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was very much so like that every day. And especially with 2020, the year started, there's a lot of things going on, like events and stuff like that that I had planned out, especially with Liz's 2020 vision. And like everything, like we had all these plans. We're like, yeah, we're gonna do this and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's gonna be so cool. And everything was just like, nope, we're gonna shut down everything. And then that's when it was just like, I'm, I have to be at home all the time. And at first, it was just very like, yes, I get to rest. I don't, I get to sleep more. But like, I got tired of it after like two days or three days of it. <laughs> I was just like, because it was just like I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Classes are in Zoom, but we're not really meeting up. It's just mainly assignments. Yeah. So we wouldn't even like see, <clears throat> except for my stats class. I hated it. But oh, so. <laughs> 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 who cares about stats? Anyways, props to the statisticians, whatever they are. <laughs> statisticians. Statisticians? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those people. Um, but it became very much so like, stuck i felt very stuck mm. in the beginning like the first two weeks three weeks it was very stuck and i couldn't you couldn't see anybody and you couldn't really like the only means of conversation was through facetime or whatever it is but that gets old very quickly and you're just like wow like because then internet's cutting off or whatever or like something's going on <laughs> and you're like, ah, whatever yeah um, but it's like I don't know, like, it was just a sudden life change, and then, like, and then anxiety hits, and you're just like, oh, my gosh. The only, and, the, like, the household that I live in, it's, like, very much so, I don't have my own room, you know? It's, it's a one-bedroom, mm -hmm. you know, we live with other people and stuff like that, and so there's no means of privacy of any occasion, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're always, like, the minute you, like, you wake up, it's automatically same routine every day um get breakfast whatever sit down but you can't even like walk a lot anywhere like having like i don't know how to explain it but it's just very much routine like okay get up go over here then over here that's it stay there for like a few hours go over here because you gotta use the bathroom then come back it's very much so like it's like routine that like, you just plays on every every single day and you're just like yeah it, stuck. it sounded like your previous routine was very like was fit, even your of pre-rona you had a routine but it was a routine filled with variety variety yeah mm. it's like i understood that these things were scheduled but it was you know it was just very different you mm. know? you're able to go outside you're able to travel this 
and they complain how far it is to get there, you know? <laughs> but for me, it was just like, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. And then, yeah, and I had a hard time dealing with that because I was just, like, tired. I was just tired. And I didn't want to, like, talk to anyone, but I had to talk, you know? And then, like, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then that's why I always, like, uh, say my, like, I really appreciate uh, Diego being there because he was, like, he would stay up at night with me just to talk. Even though if he had, like, work in the morning, we would stay up to, like, three just to talk because I didn't have, like, I can't talk anybody during the daytime really so that's why this is rare for me it's usually i have to like mute all the time even if we're in conversation i have to mute because there's so much going on in my household that nobody knows about like you can hear everything going down there's mm. a lot of loud conversations you know so there's not really that much space and time for myself kind of thing mm. so yeah, so the only time I do have is at night. It's late at night when everybody goes to sleep. But I have to be very, very quiet and very, very mindful of, like, like banging and stuff like that. You have to be very quiet. Um, I still do. I still do have to. That's still my time to, to, to myself. Um, but, yeah, it was very difficult. And especially at, in that beginning, I would actually have a Diego on FaceTime during the day too even if we weren't talking he was on facetime with me because i don't know it was just that it's, difficult it's nice emotional support yeah that's yeah. what it is like that's what it is because that's what uh my girlfriend she lives you met her on this past sunday mm-hmm. she oh you met her in real life too she lives yeah. in new jersey so uh so we sometimes we just co-work but we just have each other on on google hangout and we're just yeah co-working just hang just, out. yeah just a kind of and feel each other's presence in a sense mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah and that was that was for me especially in the beginning um but yeah that was tough like i would like anxiety like i don't think i ever felt anxiety as high as i did during those times because mm-hmm. that was when i was just like suddenly i would just end up crying at night and i'm just like mm. why am i crying like I don't like this feeling. <laughs> I don't like this feeling. Get me out of here. <laughs> how, how did you start like working your way out of like, I guess out of it, so to speak, or how did you mm-hmm. start oh, adapting? That's okay. Um, how did I start working out of it? I think this is the time where school's already like ending, like classes are ending and stuff like that. I still had to keep up with that, you know. It was cool doing those uh, school online, mainly because like the dance classes that I had, uh, we would have to, like, send our videos to dance. So there were moments of, like, okay, this is fine, you know? Um, how I started getting out of it is, mm, can't really put a, a pinpoint on time, but I just know... Or what were the steps? Like, what did you do? Like, how did you start shifting every day? Or even a, a perspective shift? Because I still feel like a lot of people may still find themselves in a very similar position. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel stuck, but... Maybe it was like the what, like something they did differently. Was it something you did differently every day? Was it a realization? Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean? I started. I started really doing solo sessions. Mm. Yeah, the moments were. This is when I started establishing a time within my family and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna dance during this time. Mm. Can you please not walk walk across the living room or walk across this little little mm. pathway we have." Yeah, you know. if you walk there, you're gonna get the hit. <laughs> yeah, if you walk there, it just destroys my whole mojo. That's it. But I have to stop. So that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, keep going. I, I started doing um, those solo sessions. I was like, you know what? I need to dance somehow. I need to train 
somehow, you know, we were, we've been still doing training with versus style every Sunday. Um, but it, obviously in the beginning, it was just, they, they were still figuring it out too, you know, so it wasn't really as hardcore as it used to be. Yeah. Um, so I started as like, you know what, I need to not allow myself to be engulfed in this feeling because mm -hmm. we're going to be in this for a long time. You know, it doesn't, there's no sign of it getting better so soon. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I need to do something about this. So I need to take initiative and just set, give myself time, even if I need to make some modifications of some things. Um, so I started doing sessions and stuff like that and doing those little online classes, like with Mob, with Mob HQ, we're doing those online sessions. And Shout those out to Mob and Jay Chris. <laughs> yeah, I got those classes, man. Oh, they were helping, helping me so much. And then that's when um, I, I stumbled upon Randy's um, post that she was going to do a, a floor work program via Zoom. And I was like, this is it. I don't care how much. Let me do this. Let me do this. <laughs> I have to do this. Because, like, I feel like you need to change your perspective, especially if it's a sudden life change, you know. Yeah, go ahead and have those moments of anxiety or sadness, whatever it is, or those, like, those desires that we all want. But eventually, you, when you allow yourself to just stay in that, you're doing more harm to yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. You can complain all you want, you mm -hmm. know, but that doesn't do anything. So that's when I was like, all right, Rosie, we got to do something about this. Mm -hmm. We got to. Because, like it or not, for better or worse, we're in the situation. Mm -hmm. So let's just make the best of it. So that's when, whenever, like, like there, there's a lot of cons to this position that we're in. But there's a lot of pros, too. Because I've been taking a lot of classes from, from teachers and from people that I never thought I would ever take classes. You know, because of the whole time situation pre-Rona because my schedule was so busy I was never going to be able to take Randy's class I was never going to be able to take Jesse Sykes class later. Uh, I was never <laughs> going to do all these things so when I saw that post that she made I was like I'm, this is my opportunity and I'm going to take it yeah. you know? and there's so many opportunities that, that are there but people can't see it because they just think I'm at home this is annoying to me I can't do it you know, so they already shut off that opportunity, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's how I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And it's been a great um, decision that I've made because I've just been opened up to so much more movement and more, even more time to dance, you know. And now I'm, I'm doing another program with Devious that I'm going to start training today after nice. this. I'm excited. It's popping. And yeah, so I feel like with this whole Rona thing going on, it sucks. Yeah, but take advantage of it, you know, because I feel like eventually we're going to get out of this. So this is the time to really do what we want to do. Like if you need that rest, take that rest. But if you want to take those classes that you've been been saying like, oh, I wish I could take this person's class, go take it. They're offering these privates they're offering these times or whatever it is and of course I don't know any anybody's situation but it's like don't have that conversation with yourself and don't allow yourself to be a victim mm -hmm. of this whole thing because I, I see that a lot 
still to this day, I see a lot of people being like, I just don't feel like it and nothing's the same. And I just want to get out of here and see my friends and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, boohoo. Yeah, guess what? We all want to do that, but we can't. So it's time, it's time to get the reality check and do something about it. Yeah. And like, I've seen people that have taken these opportunities and I've seen a lot of people that I had so much hope for that they were going to like, like continue working hard, but they just like fell down and fall short. And it's like, man, like you could have kept going yeah. if you really, really wanted to. Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> this whole thing, cause you shared so much, so much fucking wisdom. I love it. It's going to be a lot of micro content for you. So like, it's going to, you're going to be your own inspirational meme. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think like, while everyone had everyone's 2020 vision was different i feel like you know life is very indifferent there's a whole classic the classic saying of when man plans god laughs yeah so and then oh, that's so true 2020 is definitely that and then instead of like a and i've said this so many times like 2020 isn't the 2020 vision isn't so much like what your your vision of like your what you're going to achieve but it's like 2020 vision of I feel like looking into yourself mm-hmm. and as society as a whole, look, look, getting the clarity to, so we can, I guess, approach the upcoming vision. Because if we move forward without addressing the things, addressing ourselves, addressing ourselves as a society, it's like we're only doomed to go backwards. Yeah. And, and especially with, um, with people coming home and having nothing to do, I still, I, I still see it as an opportunity for people to, as you shared, for people to lean in mm-hmm. on the the hobbies they've forgotten, yeah. the uh, the passions they forgot, spend time with their family, even triple down on their self care, whatever it is that's speaking to them, um, because everyone's life is different, and um, even more so with um, there's something that you mentioned, uh, the the thing that you're saying about feeling like it, mm-hmm. like. And I, it's a it's a two sided coin uh, coin in a sense or like we on one side yes listen to your body to like mm-hmm. on what on your mood that day but at the same time if you want to make something the most out of this and build I don't know your next yeah. stream of income your next skill set feeling like it is not going to help you get yeah. there. There's like, a there's a there's a there's a quote that spoke to me. Um, recently, um, Pastor Mike Todd said, your feelings can lie to you, you know? So yeah, like you can pay attention to it, but like if your feelings are telling you like, we don't feel like doing this today, so we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. Your feelings can hold you back essentially, yeah. you know? So it's just finding that motivation, you know, because yeah. you cannot rely solely on motivation of others. You know, mm-hmm. people motivating. You have to have that self motivation. Yeah, like, it, it, yeah it's ahead. like it's. I say important to acknowledge the feelings. Like you said, like it's okay to feel it, but also also like a lot of people. I think this is just my opinion. People like they lack the why or the vision of why they're doing it. Something to begin with. Mm. Like I don't know, working out. Like why? Like if they don't feel like working out like it's obvious they're tired whatever rough day etc etc but if they have a vision they have something that they want to achieve 
at the end of the day, then fucking, you know, success or whatever, it only matters when you show up. And yeah. that's like, oh, I'm doing it every single day. That's one of the reasons we're still doing this podcast, because I'm like, I, I mean, I shared with you guys in that meeting the, the fucking plan that I had with you guys, yeah. the videos, here's going to be a media day, all this stuff. But somehow, like, I, I, the podcast, I imagine just look, filming it in a, in a studio, mm. uh, but yeah, it's there. So, but it's different now. So um, I would say like adjust. <laughs> and then even, even, even if you're, no matter where you are, I think, I still think it's an opportunity for you to lean, lean in, yeah, uh, whatever I, that looks like for you. Yeah. I feel like there's this whole like, man, 2020 just keeps getting worse and worse and just cancel 2020. It's like, listen, I feel like 2020 can still be a great year if we want it to be. Yes. You know, I feel like, yeah, you have all this stuff going on. Yes. But to say to cancel 2020 just tells me you're just focusing on the negative. And so that's a losing mentality. You quit before it even finishes. Yeah, and it's like, wow, like you just wanted 2020 to hand you things? Like, no. <laughs> Here, you can have all your plans work out. No. And, uh, at this point, it's like everyone, it's like no one's plans are working out, so everyone's nope. kind of everyone's kind of in the same playing field, so like figure that shit out now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, Yeah, because like the way I see it, like we're still, what, in the third quarter of the game, so you, you still have... A chance to make the most of it it's not mm -hmm. the best of circumstances but you can still make the most of the circumstances yeah so like uh like what because people complaining about it like have you heard of the book the man's search for meaning no uh it's from a holocaust survivor named victor frankel he mm -hmm. lived in the in the camps but he found a way to be happy he because happiness he um is obviously it's, it sounds cliche but happiness is within it's a mental it's a mental choice it's making yeah. the most of what you have all starting with gratitude all the you know new agey stuff you guys hear but you know if a guy like victor frankel can find happiness in a yeah. in a camp for during you know during the world war ii era yeah. you, you can find happiness with all the luxuries exactly like all you see is complaining and i'm just like you have a roof over your head okay there are we, people that don't have a roof over we, their have head. we have, we have <laughs> internet can you imagine if this was back in the old old times like you have to wait for letters like yeah there's like ro only radio or shit dude yeah like, and i'm just like oh my god i i have a belief that people should uh, uh go to uh a third world country at least once in their life. Yeah, I, I think so too. Have you ever been to one? No, but I've been to Mexico. Okay. <laughs> and but the for my family, it's it's not so much for for me just because I understand that my heritage and all that stuff. But for me, it made me humble of what mm. I have because the my family there. We live in a very very small village. At first, it wasn't even on the Google Maps. Wow. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. Yes, yes, yes. And um, but it's a small, very small village. And and when we even go to town, it's like a little small plaza. Like that's how tiny it is. And I, I remember, like, I, we we always have to like we have these water thingies outside, the bathrooms outside, and yeah. all that stuff. We only like a couple of years ago, I think, 
very, very recently, they added a bathroom inside the house um, that flushes on its own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but like, we, we essentially live in the jungle, essentially. Yeah. And, um, but like, even like then, they are so much more happier than we are. <laughs> like, like, it just really like, they're very like fine with the little things. Dude, that is exactly what I noticed when I went to Jamaica, when I went back to the Philippines. Like, they had so much more, so much less, so much more less, so much less than we did, but they were happier. And honestly, when I was there, I felt happier. I, I felt yeah, more relaxed. I, I felt happy too. I was like, oh my God. Because like, I don't know, there wasn't, maybe it's because we're away from our home and like all the daily stresses, but it's like, you feel the energy you of like some happy. less but more in a sense. Yeah, like I remember, like from my memories, um, it was so cool too because we had a little convenience store right next to us and a little convenience store right in front of us where we lived. So it was so convenient. Like <laughs> even it was so small and like rustic and like you know they don't really have like that cement on the ground and stuff like that. But it was so nice, and we lived by a river. The donkeys would go crazy at night. We would get <laughs> mad. But it was still happy. Like, it was still great. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why I think, like, people who are complaining about champagne problems or first world problems, you know, need to experience that of having not much. Because, you know, in the States, we compla complain about the 1%, but to the rest of the world, we are the 1%. Yeah. So yeah, so um, okay, I'm gonna start cutting a short ending uh, here because you have, I know you have class. Oh, that's right. So Dang, gonna, the time went by so fast. Right, I told you. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna just shoot you a couple of rapid fire questions just for fun, uh, and then we're gonna close it out. Okay. Um, your social security card. Go. No. <laughs> okay. So if you could be any animal, what would it be and why? A lion, because that's my zodiac sign. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Leo season. Uh -huh. uh, um, what is the one thing that annoys you the most? People that say something or say they're gonna do something, but they don't do I it. Fucking oh! dude, are we like somehow dude, related? So many knuckles again. <laughs> I know for real. <laughs> uh, what would you do on Mars for fun? Build a sandcastle. Oh my god. <laughs> um, what would you do with your 15 minutes of fame? Put out my Venmo and tell people to bring me money. <laughs> Venmo me money, please. <laughs> uh, ooh. What is... No, you're not tall. <laughs> oh, this oh, is oh, this oh is you talk. It's, it's a tough question. Yeah, you think I can't answer it? Uh, what? Uh, okay, here. What... what what is your least favorite beverage? Least favorite? Least. Root beer. Ooh, dude. <laughs> I don't beer. like that stuff. <laughs> That's so weird. Last question. What's your favorite memory? In general? Yeah. <sighs> My favorite memory was when Emroy was a lot nicer to me in the beginning. <laughs> was I nicer to you in the beginning? No, you weren't. You weren't nice. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I'm I, trying to save your reputation. <laughs> I think I have a reputation of being kind of like edgy. 
edgy. Or, oh, you want to call it edgy? edgy. <laughs> well, or, or or rude. I I mean, I've shared this with you guys. I, I I kind of like do that in the beginning to kind of like dissolve kind of any formalities. Yeah. So, and now we're comfortable talking shit to each other, but we're also comfortable being truthful with each other. Yeah, but the <laughs> truthful part is like. No, we're being truthful. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it depends because like, cause it's like we're assholes to each other. The truth doesn't hurt that much compared to people who are just nice. <laughs> the truth doesn't hurt that much. You know, because, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, they're friends. And they, I call them selling out on your friends because like, oh, yeah, I don't want to like, I don't want to like tell my friend the truth because, you know, I don't want to hurt their fucking feelings. But when we're kind of assholes to each other, we're like, yeah, yeah well, we're assholes. We kind of duke it out anyways. It, what it'll... Yeah. The honest, the truth is kind of going to be like, oh, okay, they're, they, they're comfortable enough to be honest. I know, they're being honest. real. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I'm pretty blunt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he cries. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not your, was that, is that your actual first favorite memory? No. Favorite, yeah, <laughs> favorite. No, no. <laughs> uh, favorite memory? I think favorite memory is, hmm, I think all my favorite memories are within being a child because you have no responsibilities, <laughs> no bills to pay, no nothing. Okay, all boomer. Can- <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? you got me. I what? finally got it. <laughs> Do you feel proud? Do you yes. feel proud of yourself? I, I feel hip. That's such a boomer thing to do. <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel great. I feel, I feel relevant again. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> All right. So, you, sorry. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Um. Thanks for having me here today. <laughs> so, uh, no. In regards to the question. Oh. <laughs> no. Right. Okay. Last question. I know. It's a question I asked on my pers- on my other podcast. Um, what do you want people to say about you when you're gone? Oh. God, like, Dang, super serious real quick, day. right? <laughs> like, oh, fun, 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 serious. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Serious? Wow. Okay. Um, to remember, <laughs> I would want people... To well, that's kind of hard. It's a little narcissistic. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just to remember me how I am, and I'm hope hopefully that is being as kind as I can be, um, caring, generous. Hopefully. Because that's always the goal, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you just never know how good of a person you are. So it's like, I feel like, mm-hmm. to me, that's like, I would always want to be that person for someone to say, yeah, that person is like really, really kind. Really, yeah. Really cares, you know. I would hope pe- people could remember me like that. And um, I think I think I would want them to remember, remember my smile, too. Because in when I was a kid, I never liked to smile. I never liked my smile. Really? I had I had crooked teeth, you know, so I always covered it. Whenever uh, I would laugh, I would not, always laugh like this. Not gonna lie, you have noticed you you, you kind of did that 
like through parts of the podcast. Yeah, I have that that habit. I thought it was because like you would cover your braces because I had braces too. I had braces um, just <clears throat> in I started having them in 2017 or 2016, and I got them off in 2018. Oh my God. Yeah, that, that's yeah. not that's not very long ago, but feels so long ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. definitely out of, I was definitely in college still with the braces, and I was always <laughs> like like that. But oh. as growing up, I would, since middle school, I would always cover my, my oh. things like this. Wow. Yeah. So I've gotten, I think because honestly, like, when people, like, when you tell me, and then, like, when others started telling me more and more, like, oh, I like your smiles, that that's, that let me, like, oh, I like my smile, too. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, like the positive feedback. But yeah, I mean, that's one. Yeah. That's definitely one of your very noticeable features, like, right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I would I would say that, too. My, I know probably mine is my, my charm and my wittiness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think my girlfriend might disagree. <laughs> I think a lot of people disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to give Rosie a follow and support her on Instagram uh, or anywhere else, are you on TikTok or just Instagram? No, Instagram. That's my bird. Okay. okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, give her a follow on Instagram. Links and everything are in the description down below. If you like this episode, make sure you hit like, subscribe, share those friends who you think might benefit or be entertained from it. Uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's this episode of throwing tantrums we'll see you guys in the next one appreciate you guys be safe wherever you are in the world love one another and we'll see you guys next time peace peace